and welcome to this special podcast from Seven Vineyard. My name is Bern Leckie, joined by Owen Lynch. And we are talking about Easter. We're excited. I'm excited. Are you excited, Owen, about Easter? Isn't it Easter? Yeah, I love this time of year. It's just like the expectation, new beginnings and yeah, the hope of the future. Really, really love that. Yeah. Um, and, and why do we celebrate Easter? For anyone who's, who, who needs a reminder, um, what, what do we find exciting and, and interesting about Easter? Well, of course, Easter is a celebration of chocolate. Um, first and foremost, no, I'm just joking. Easter is all about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, and as you know, in the UK, we have two bank holidays to re- uh, uh, reflect and and, uh, and and celebrate this. And I, I use those two words carefully. We reflect on the death of Jesus on Good Friday and we celebrate his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Um, but it's actually preceded by a period of time which is known as Lent. Mm. Not everyone knows what Lent is. And in fact, we've just been discussing it. Should we just check out what it says on Google about Lent, right? Um, which is, it's essentially a Christian festival, um, which is kind of built up over over the, the millennia. And uh, it is meant to imitate or reflect the period of um, isolation and, and fasting that Jesus endured Um immediately after his baptism. I don't know if you know Ben, that story of, you probably do, that story of Jesus spending 40 days in the wilderness. It was in the Judean hills by himself where he's tested. And uh, yeah, that's what Christians are doing when they celebrate Lent. They are reflecting and imitating Jesus, um, Jesus in the the wilderness for 40 days. Not that it's a specific period of 40 days because different traditions do different things. Okay. But what we're saying is Easter is an incredibly significant time, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at Jesus's death and all the suffering and the mourning that goes along with that, that then turns into celebration on Easter Sunday when Jesus has risen from the dead amazingly. So we're looking forward to that. But because that is such an emotional and significant kind of very huge turnaround, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a moment in time that would be too much, I think, to just cram into a weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's worth thinking about that over a, over a longer period, right? especially the lead up to it. Yeah. Um, the lead up to what, what is it? What does it mean? What, what is, and what could God be saying to us uh, during that time? Yeah. Make some time in Lent. We make some time for, for God to be able to speak to us maybe in ways that we haven't connected with in our normal kind of routine a normal week so um so people do special things in lent don't they and what are you planning on doing this year Owen? yeah so i want to pick up with a habit that i've utilized at different times in my life and that's called fasting fasting from food and uh, from any complex drinks i'm just going to drink water uh, and no food and no other drinks uh, for a period of around about 22 to 24 hours, depending on when I eat my dinner. So I'm going to I'm going to do it every Friday uh, from sundown or, or after dinner on Thursday evening through to the beginning of dinner time in the evening on Friday evening. Um, and um, so a period of, of time I'll miss I'll miss out breakfast and lunch and any snacks or or, or sort of hot uh, or complex drinks in that time. Just drink water for that period. I'm going to do that every Friday during Lent in the run up to Easter. Okay, so that's quite a commitment that because that's a very big interruption to a normal day. Yeah, and I'm interested then. So, what happens? You've done it before. What happens when you do this 24-hour fast? How do yeah. you feel during the time 
of that? Is it uh, uh, what do you notice is different in your life? Mm. So, um, first of all, you realize you, how much time you spend eating and preparing food and clearing up afterwards. Um, then you realize that um, actually you've got some you've got some more time in the day. Um, you feel very hungry, um, at least for the first you know, first. I guess I guess in the fast I'm going to do. Uh, during Lent, I will start to feel hungry at breakfast time and it'll start slowly get worse as the day goes on and then I'll be really missing my lunch. Uh, but then I'll ha have the end in sight, so I'll be like, yeah, let's hang in there. But that urge to eat is super strong. And um, and also, of course, your body needs it as well. Your body needs food, so I've got to adapt to not having levels of sugar in my body. And um, so I might feel a bit lightheaded, uh, maybe maybe fatigued. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. It's not, not particularly nice experience. I've got to be honest with you. I quite like eating and I like the rhythm and the ritual of eating as well. So yeah, mm. I miss out. You do miss out on quite a lot just by not eating. It's worth saying, I think at this point, yes, given what you're, what you're saying that, that there is, it does have a physical effect on us, yeah. that perhaps this sort of fasting is not for everybody. Yes. This is not something you should undertake if you have a medical condition that should, you know, would prevent you from doing it. And if you need to get more insight in that, discuss this with your GP. Um, but um, we'd also say this is not something necessarily would encourage adolescents to do either, or, or anyone actually who is uh, conscious of body image or struggling with body image either. This is not something to engage with. Please don't engage with this unless you're sure that actually medically you're fit to do it. It would make anyone uncomfortable doing it, and I and I certainly did used to do this sort of thing in the past. Why is that discomfort a welcome thing in the context of of Lent? There are probably two kind of motivations um, for fasting, and I think we could probably describe these motivations in the context of um, the encounter that the Pharisees had with Jesus, where they were fasting and and they were fasting really to impress other people and jesus in matthew 6 rebukes them by saying look when you fast like wash your face look normal stop making yourself look like you are fasting so everyone kind of applauds you for it um so the first thing to say is that we, we we fast not to kind of gain recognition from other people that we're you know kind of super spiritual or anything like that um fasting is the motivation for fasting actually in scripture in the bible is actually about identifying as a response to something rather than for a response. So we're not we're not fasting to impress other people and we're not fasting to impress God either. So don't th don't use fasting to try and manipulate God into doing something for you. What fasting is is actually a response to perhaps a sacred moment in life. Um so it might be that you know you um let's say you you've decided you've been perhaps participating in something like a manual prayer or emotionally focused uh, emotional health emotional and spiritual health pathways and you identify that there's a change you want to make in your life you you've you, perhaps you've had a vow that you realize is shaping your behavior in a certain way and you decide you're going to you're going to renounce that vow and you're going to establish a new guiding principle you're now going to behave like this instead of like that and you turn your back on it and there's a turning point and we call that in the bible we call that repentance is a changing of your mind, a changing of your psychology, if you like. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do this instead. So I'm not gonna 
you know, be abusive to other people. I'm going to instead, I'm going to uh, think the best of other people. And that's just a, a change of cognition. Well, at the same time as that happening, you might say, well, actually, I'm going to fast for a couple of days or a day just as a physical sign of that psychological change. So it's, it's about identifying with a sacred moment, a sacred moment that's happened in your life and, and your body's just kind of in step with your change of mind, if you like. It may be, though, you may lose a loved one and, and often this is, happens a lot in traditional societies where, where people, when people die, their loved ones, they fast. Um, it, and, and they fast in order to identify with the loss that they have, are experiencing with their loved one now. I'm not saying you should do that, but it, but it's just something that we observe in traditional societies, fasting and weeping. You know, you see that, and particularly if you if you're familiar with the Bible, you'll know that. So this sense of um, another sacred moment where you lose someone, or you experience a sense of loss in your life, and you might fast as a physical response to that. Um, it may be that you you you're, you've got a friend that's suffering, uh, maybe they're sick, and just as a way of identifying with them, you embrace. Maybe you fast food for, I don't know, six hours a day or something like that uh, for, you know, on a weekly basis for a couple of weeks whilst your friend is ill. Um, and it might be a serious illness. I'm not talking about having a cold necessarily, but I'm talking about, you know, being having some you know, ongoing treatment and you just walk, you're saying, I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to ent- identify with you in response to this thing that's happening to you. And I'm going to fast food for, you know, I don't know, like I am maybe on a weekly basis for six hours, for 24 hours rather. So there's so we we fast in response mm. uh, rather than uh, rather than actually for a response. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. So what I'm hearing you saying is that it is not a sort of show of I'm serious about something and now I hope God will answer my prayer. Right. Because I've done this. Exactly. But it's more it's a response to maybe something big that that you are either losing or expecting to lose maybe or or some way or some something to do with a big change that might happen in life and 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 the fast could be a way of refocusing yourself and and taking yourself away from some of the things that you just thought were normal and that you had to depend on yeah um so which suggests to me that it fasting can't just be an absence of food then right because that would be you know what what comes into the gap <laughs> is there is, what else comes in when you fast that isn't just giving stuff up what do you look for to to fill the gaps yeah that's a good question i, I think people that um for instance fast we're because out of an act of compassion they may notice a lack in someone else's life like for instance I deliver food parcels to um, families who are, um, you know, really suffering under the COVID crisis and the cost of living crisis. And we deliver food parcels to people who are hungry and in need. And um, as an act of compassion, um, you know, I might fast um, to identify with those people. And in this, at the same time, I might give some of the money that I, the money that I would have spent on food for myself. I might actually give that money to the food bank in order to help feed other people, or I might. So there's a there's a good practical way in which you know we we can actually engage as well as abstain from food, mm. um, but we'd also might we might pray. A lot of people who who fast, you know, they're more mindful. I mean, I, I know from my experience when I fasted before, when mm. I every time I'm hungry, I'm reminded that I'm fasting and I'm 
and my mind is automatically connected to why I'm fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then I start talking to God and I start praying. And um, so I might be praying for, it might be a, I'm identifying with a friend or a loved one who's, who's sick or, or dying. And my mind immediately turns to them and I pray for them. Mm-hmm. So there's an engagement there. And I think that's really important. I think that, uh, you know, we are, we're not just fasting food and doing something else instead um for the sake of it we're, we're actually using this as a as a process of engagement i see and when you pray for example during the time that you're fasting like this what difference do you notice in your prayer time well it's i think my focus improves because i'm not distracted by food um, and my hunger is focused in my mind so my suffering i mean we often find this don't we when we suffer it kind of focuses our mind a little bit more. Um, and uh, so so what I notice is that I'm more focused on why I'm fasting. And I think it's really important. I want to make this really clear and emphasize this, but that you must know why you're fasting. Don't just fast for the sake of fasting because you can end up looking like, well, you're going to end up looking like the Pharisees. And Jesus only reserved most of his criticism of the Pharisees because what, what they criticised them for was being outwardly spiritual. Like, you know, they would, might fast regularly and, and kind of really like make, make everyone realise that they're fasting. And Because it was, it was a... I mean, it often is now, to be honest with you then, but it was then as well. There's this kudos associated with it. Oh, man, you're denying yourself food. That's pretty admirable. That's pretty impressive. I couldn't do that. You know, and that's what the Pharisees were doing. They were kind of like showing off really saying you know look you know we're really super spiritual and holy and we're fasting and we, we want you to know that mm. but the reality was is, why were you fasting you know what's the point of your fasting so if you want to look religious then do loads of spiritual spiritual activities and and you know for no reason but if you want to look authentic if you want to be authentic which is not pretty more to the point then you know always only fast if you know why you're fasting fast with a reason understand why what is it you're doing so for instance when i fast through Lent I'm going to be fasting to identify with the death of Jesus so what I'm trying to do is um, I, the death of Jesus is my reason for fasting and I want to identify through denying myself food um, with Jesus who denied himself life um, when he was crucified on the cross so I'm, I'm looking to I'm looking to simply uh, connect more with the suffering of Jesus does that make sense? It does, yes. And I can understand people might come at it from different angles as well, because we've talked about lots of different things that we might associate with pain or loss. Mm. And, and, and also we've talked about the experience in general of, of, of making a big change and, and creating some room in life for, for maybe a connection with God and, and to be able to pray and experience that a bit differently. Yeah, I think those are also might be very good reasons to fast. But that's a very good reminder about Jesus's teaching. Jesus said, "Don't make a big show of it, like and go around telling everyone that you're fasting and looking miserable." Yeah. Uh, when he said, "You know, put oil on your head," I'm guessing that mean that was the equivalent of, "Yeah, you know, wash your hair." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do it. Treat it. Treat it like a normal day. In fact, a nice day where you're celebrating rather than rather than mourning a loss, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so does that mean, do you think that if people engage with fasting like this at, at Seven Vineyard, should we tell anyone? 
<laughs> or should we not tell anyone? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the reason why you want to tell someone. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons we're talking about this now is to is to agitate and encourage people to think about um, engaging in a, in the period of Lent in the run up to Easter. Um, yeah. And uh, and obviously, we're telling the story of of my kind of decision to do that. Now, of course, some people might be thinking, "Oh, that's pretty impressive." You know, you'd expect a pastor of a church to do that, or you go. Uh, or some people say that's not very impressive at all if Owen really wants to fast you know, he should, really should be fasting for several days on end you know and I've got friends that have done that I've got friends that have fasted for 40 days with just water what yeah I know I know I mean it's insane um, we can talk more about that another time <laughs> but the truth is is that you know this is what I've decided to do um, and oh honestly you know uh, I think it's, it's entirely possible that you know that, that, that might feed something in me um, you know a sense of satisfaction with myself a sense of you know pride almost that oh you know well I'm I'm kind of doing something which is spiritual and and I get to tell other people about it because so they'll think more of me and then you know the reality is is that that's entirely feasible that I might feel like that so that's the, re- the risk I run with, with sharing this openly in this way but um, at the same time um, most people couldn't give two roots about it so you know at the end of the day um, you've got to ask yourself why would you be, why are you keeping why are you telling someone are you telling them because you want to inspire them or encourage them to do it as well or are you just telling them practically you're not eating you can't meet for coffee or you could meet for coffee but you're choosing not to because you're fasting and you're praying at that time when you would normally eat coffee or eat lunch with your friends so it might just be a practical reason why you do it so let's not get too hung up on it at the end of the day tell people yeah. you're fasting but you know I don't think most people are going to have too much of a problem getting proud about fasting. They're going to be more, <laughs> they're going to find it more of a trial than that. Okay. So we're recognizing that there's a potential kind of pride issue if yeah, it was maybe. a badge yeah. of honor kind of thing. Yeah. I'm doing this fast. What are you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, doing? Yeah. I think also, I think in what you're saying, it sounds like um, you know, Jesus was coming at it, telling people not to show off about it because don't make a big thing about being so religious. Mm, well, there's, no, right. there's no point in replacing it with a different religious rule yeah. <laughs> in the sense of you must not ever tell anyone that you're fasting in in the sense of you know that can that that might never be helpful to people it might be helpful to people to share uh what we're doing um as long as as you say that doesn't as long as that means we're not we're not doing it for the wrong motives if you like exactly and yeah exactly yeah 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 so with that in mind, I think we're going to come back to this, aren't we, during Lent? Yeah. We're going to be talking to some people who are fasting and finding out how it's going for them. We're also going to have some resources up on the website, including um, some more insights into how fasting can work in different ways. Uh, but we, you're concentrating particularly on food fasting and and everyone is invited to join in and you can get to decide whether you tell people or not um, now another thing that we're going to offer this Lent along with the fast is some food so it's going to be fast and food is there a title that we could come up with fast f- fast and food that's, that's, can I improve that in some way fast food ah, um, answers on a postcard right <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, we'll, say, we'll write it down and see if it looks too cheesy when we write it down um, but the food that we've got on offer is a daily 
email with a chunk of Mark's gospel, which we're going to work through from the beginning of Lent to Easter. And we'll go through the whole of Mark's gospel in our series, part of our series of looking very closely at Jesus through Mark's gospel, wanting to get to know Jesus better. And there'll be a daily email with a couple of questions to to think about. That's some good spiritual nourishment, something to chew on every day. And you're welcome to sign up for those. Look at for the links in our newsletter and on our website. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time.